Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time for the Business Week ended 2nd February 2024. This is Ian Haydock. This time, the biggest drug launches expected in 2024, Roche's Pharma CEO talks about growth momentum, 10 pivotal studies to look out for this year, the obesity market now and in the future, and what does 2024 hold for transformative technology in biopharma. A key metric for any year in the life of biopharma is the number of drug launches, but their potential value is of course even more vital. Using Evaluate Pharma data based on analyst consensus estimates, Scripps, Andrew McConaughey and Edwin Elmhurst compiled the top 10 biggest expected launches of 2024 according to their forecast earnings four years down the line in 2028. The list contains some familiar big pharma names, as well as some companies set to make their market debut. However, while these are projected to be the biggest earners for this year's new approvals, the forecasts are on the low side. Just two are currently expected to exceed $2 billion in sales by 2028, and half may not have reached $1 billion in revenues by that time. Topping the updated list is Eli Lilly's Denanimab, a subcutaneous antibody for Alzheimer's disease. Consensus forecasts put its 2028 revenues at $2.24 billion, but the drug's path to approval was delayed last year after the US FDA rejected a request for an accelerated approval as it was based on limited Phase 2 data. Lilly is expected to provide a regulatory update in the first half of this year, but the current revenue forecasts put Lilly some way behind its rivals, Azai and Biogen, whose Lakembi gained full US approval in January 2023. Consensus forecasts are for Lakembi to reach revenues of $4.68 billion by 2028, reflecting its head start on the market and fewer safety concerns. The field of non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, or NASH, has seen a string of companies try and fail to gain approval for the first drug to treat the fatty liver condition. Madrigal may finally be the one to achieve that goal, with its thyroid hormone receptor beta agonist candidate Resmatyron. If approved, it could have around two years to establish the therapy before any rivals join them on the market. Meanwhile, AstraZeneca and Daiichi Sankyo are looking to extend their dominance in antibody drug conjugates with the approval of Datapotamab Derextecan, or DATO-DXD, a TROP2-directed agent. After concerns in mid-2023 about overall survival data in the Phase 3 Tropion Lung 01 study in non-small cell lung cancer, updates from this and the Tropion Breast 01 Phase 3 study in breast cancer reassured investors. A blow to Gilead's competitor Trodelvi have seen consensus 2028 forecasts for Dato DXD revive, and now these currently stand at just under $2 billion. 2024 is also set to be a pivotal year for Moderna and its mRNA platform, with two likely launches on the list. These are for its flu vaccine candidate, MRA-1010, and respiratory syncytial virus vaccine candidate, mRNA-1345. The latter will face a particularly competitive environment and could struggle to challenge GSK, which has established a strong early lead in the area. Three of the ten most valuable upcoming launches on this year's list are set to come from small companies which have never before brought a drug to market. 
These include Corona Therapeutics, Schizophrenia Treatment, CAR-XT, which could be a major step forward in a therapy area that has lacked progress for decades. As such, this proved irresistible to Big Pharma, and Bristol-Myers Squibb moved to acquire Corona for $14 billion in December. See the article in full for all the details of the other products. Roche started 2023 with a new CEO, Thomas Schinecker, and new Roche Pharmaceuticals CEO, Teresa Graham, during a year in which the Swiss-headquartered giant expected revenue to decline from 2022, largely due to disappearing COVID product revenue. However, Graham told Scripps' Mandy Jackson in an interview at the recent JP Morgan Healthcare Conference, now that she has had a chance to look back at the past year, the company fared well overall and is in good shape for 2024 and beyond. There were three things she assessed at the end of last year that she said it gave her confidence in where the company is headed. The current commercial portfolio, the research and development pipeline that has been enhanced by recent deal-making, and Roche's focus on the customer experience. I'm really proud of where we are landing, and I'm really excited for the next couple of years, Graham said. Before Schinecker took over from former Roche CEO Severin Schwann in February 2023, and Graham stepped into the Roche Pharmaceuticals CEO role in March 2023, Schwann guided that overall revenue would decline by 1-3% to last year. However, he noted that aside from falling sales of COVID products and diagnostics, pharma revenue would rise 4%. By the third quarter of 2023, revenue appeared poised for a comeback in 2024, led by growth for new products such as Verbismo for age-related macular degeneration, and Polivi for lymphoma. Among the three things that Graham wanted to focus on as Roche Pharmaceuticals CEO was just making sure that we were really delivering on our in-market portfolio. We certainly achieved that. The sales results through Q3 were really impressive, and I think we're establishing Verbismo as the standard of care. Ocrevus continues to grow, Hemlibra continues to grow, and Tcentric continues to grow. The second major priority was doing everything possible to enhance the pipeline. We had some exciting readouts last year, Graham said. I think our mid-term portfolio is shaping up very well. Those drugs that will read out with phase 3 trials in 2024 to 2025. There are some really significant indications in there. These are potentially very large and game-changing drugs. She noted that Roche added significantly to its pipeline through business development in 2023, including a collaboration with Alnilam Pharmaceuticals around the hypertension drug candidate Zili Bisiron. In terms of the third item on her year one priority list, maintaining a world-class customer experience, she said that started with making sure Roche employees were having a world-class work experience. So Graham visited Roche sites in 14 different countries in 2023 and spoke with thousands of employees about company culture within Roche and also Genentech. I've been really encouraged with what I've heard from people and where we are headed, she said. While not expected to be quite so busy as previous years, 2024 will still see many pivotal clinical trial readouts that should create a splash. Ten, plus a few extras, caught Scripps' eye for one reason or another, for instance being the first readout for a novel drug class, having the potential to take a product in a new lucrative direction, for maybe being able to succeed where a rival has already failed, or even for having been a long time coming.
Sanofi ended 2023 with a disappointment for its cancer therapy, tusamitumab ravtanzine, but in 2024, eyes will turn to another investigational product, the BTK inhibitor tolibrutinib, which is due to report data from the Phase 3 Gemini 1 and 2 programs in relapsing multiple sclerosis and Hercules results in secondary progressive MS around mid-2024. The stakes have been raised by the shock setback late last year for Merck KGAA's similar candidate, Evo Brutinib. The class had long had some safety concerns that had lowered expectations, so it was all the more disappointing that the twin Evolution RMS1 and Evolution RMS2 studies failed to show any efficacy benefit for the product over Sonoffi's established MS drug, or Baggio, in terms of annualised relapse rate. Merck attributed the failure to Orbaggio showing a lower ARR than expected. GSK has touted the long-acting interleukin-5-targeted antibody product Depamokimab as a particularly promising Phase 3 asset, predicting more than £3 billion in peak sales. The next-generation product is being developed as a successor to Nucala for a similar range of inflammatory indications, plus a few extras. The drug is designed to be more potent, with a longer half-life to give an improved twice-yearly dosing schedule, as opposed to every four weeks with new colour, and Phase 1 testing showed a sustained reduction of eosinophils for six months following treatment with the product. GSK's Chief Scientific Officer Tony Wood said during a R&D presentation last November that based on extensive PK-PD modelling, the product had been progressed straight to Phase 3 in four indications. Asthma, chronic rhinosinusitis with nasal polyps, eosinophilic granulomatosis and with polyangitis, and hyper-eosinophilic syndrome. GSK expects the twice-yearly dosing to lead to improved adherence and better efficacy, and the drug's clinical plan will review outcomes associated with remission. Sticking with the eye-and-eye therapy area, Amgen will be hoping to stay ahead of the field with its novel anti-OX40 monoclonal antibody product Rocatinlimab in atopic dermatitis, with the first results from the Rocket Horizon study expected in the second half. The product is in competition with Sanofi's similar product Amlitilimab, although the two targets are subtly different. Rocatinlimab targets OX40 positive activated T cells, while Amlitilimab is directed at the OX40 ligand and there has been some debate as to which is the best approach. The entire list is too long to give here, so do check out the full article for all the details of the other key pivotal trial readouts expected this year. A Scrip infographic overview of the obesity market shows the biggest money spinners in terms of products and mechanisms, the biggest investors and deal makers and looks at how some of the notable current and potential future therapies stack up in the clinic. Some of the key takeaways include a forecast total obesity market of $29.6 billion in 2028, led by Wagovi with $14.9 billion. Nova Nordisk also has the biggest pipeline, while key clinical readouts this year will include Zealand Pharma's Phase 2 Dream Study with the GLP-1-2 agonist Dapiglutide. The entire article is a fully interactive infographic by Elizabeth Cairns and Koshnaran, so it's difficult to convey here, so do log in to have a look and interact with all the data and analyses. Finally, in part four of the annual Scrip Asks series, Scrip asks what 2024 holds for Biopharma, 
this time in the area of transformative technology. More than 75 industry executives and experts gazed into the crystal ball and shared with Scrip their predictions in this area. Perhaps unsurprisingly, AI was the dominant theme, but gene editing, cell therapies and new targeting modalities were also among the highlights. For example, I'm optimistic when it comes to both the integration and the impact of transformative technologies across the life sciences industry, said Jessica Federer, who's Bayer's former chief digital officer and a board member and investor for companies in the health sector. Incumbents, investors and founders have learned from the over-promising and under-delivering first generation of digital and are investing and implementing with much more realistic expectations of results and, importantly, reimbursements. This translates into slower but more sustainable progress. Federer foresees tangible results from the use of technology across the spectrum of companies' activities. We can expect to see a broader adoption of technologies delivering more meaningful results for operational efficiency, manufacturing, drug discovery and development, regulatory, market access and commercial success, she said. Carl Foster is Chief Business Officer at AI drug discovery company Standime. For him, technology offers hope in a biopharma landscape that is otherwise difficult to navigate. It will become more challenging to explore early R&D in this rapidly changing environment for many enterprises, regardless of their sizes, he warned. As global uncertainty continues, Big Pharma will continue to feel the pressures of the US government's Inflation Reduction Act, and this can cause companies to defer drug releases in order to avoid grappling with government price negotiations. However, there are many technological silver linings. CRISPR, gene editing and cutting-edge therapies like CAR-T are likely to play an important role in healthcare, he predicted. Also excited about AI was Gil Bashi, who's managing partner, chair Global Health and Purpose at Finn Partners and executive committee member of Gallian Foundation. Used wisely and to its fullest positive potential, augmented intelligence can extend the empathy quotient and making the wise healer more expansive. AI can unlock tremendous insight and perspective for the savvy, self-aware health provider and accelerate drug discovery and clinical trial inclusion decision-making go-no-go decisions, he said. Again, check out the article in full for all the extensive predictions in the transformative technology areas from multiple observers and industry executives. That's all for this episode. Many thanks for listening. All these stories are linked in the description below and are just a small part of Scripps' coverage last week. They are accessible to subscribers upon login, or if you don't already subscribe, sign up for a free trial to see what you're missing. Bye for now.